TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's time to talk all things dirty birds. It's Falcons flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the key studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show, hanging out with you here in the Key Studios on this Monday night, 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part uh, of the show. You can follow us on our Twitter pages, at JMSH316. He's at Lewis for real. This night, look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So Arthur Smith had this to say earlier today about B. John Robinson talking about the way we use him, his impact on the game. He said, quote, pretty damn pleased with B. John so far. I would concur. So, again, he's going to be a whale of a player. Again, I still don't like the position. Um, we need him to be a complete stud. We, we need him to be a all-league kind of performer. I mean, at some point, our draft picks have to way outperform what they do. And Pitts and London and Bijan, everybody have to they have to be big time. If if that's how we're if that's how we're going to draft and we're going to draft these guys, we have to big ha- we have to have big impacts out of all of these guys. Um, one of the guys that has shown so far in practice has been Zach Harris, and you know it's interesting because Zach Harris was a five star recruit. Coming out of high school, he, he grew up in just a little bit outside of Columbus area and uh, obviously went to Ohio State. He's a big-time recruit and drafted in the, what was he drafted in the third round, I believe, he was drafted. But Zach Harrison's a guy that has shown. Look, here's what in watching Zach Harrison at Ohio State and reading lots of things about just his makeup. If Zach Harrison puts his mind to being great, he'll be great. And that wasn't always the case at Ohio State. He was a team captain, was a leader, no doubt about it. But there were times when it was a matter of he wasn't great, not because of his ability, just he didn't want to be great. If Zach Harrison wants to be great, he'll be great at this level. And that's the thing that I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that, you know, between the ears, you know, and that mindset that, he becomes a great player for this team because, again, we need star power. Say what you will, but we need star power on this uh, roster. All right, how about this day, Day? You know, are you familiar with the website OutKick that's um, 
Clay Travis's website and all that kind of stuff that they do? Yeah, I've never. I don't too often go to it though, but very. I'm familiar with it. Here is what the title of the article by Jeff Clark. Okay, pouring cold water on the 2023 Atlanta Falcons. Here's what he says. Why are so many intelligent NFL analysts, both gambling and otherwise, buying stock in the in the 2023 Atlanta Falcons? As of July, Atlanta's regular season win total is 8.5 with the over at DraftKings Sportbook at juiced at minus 120. In 2022, the Falcons exceeded their 5.5 uh, preseason win total with a 7-10 record. But people only focus on Atlanta's 6-0 against the spread to start the season. People apparently forgot how the Falcons ended last year. Atlanta finished in a three-way tie for second in the NFC South last season in head coach Arthur Smith's first year on the job. Uh, then Falcons rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter became the Week the week 15 starter versus the Saints. Uh, from there, Atlanta scored just 16.8 points per game. Ritter had a 55.9 quarterback rate from Pro Football Focus, which would have ranked him 34th out of 40 quarterbacks for a full season. He threw just two touchdowns in his four games as a starter. NFL talking heads need to make up their minds about running backs. A lot of the love for Atlanta in the betting market seems to be from its elite running game last season, yet productive running backs are a dime a dozen, right? Uh, then he also says NFL front offices seem to think that proactive, or sorry, productive running backs are easy to find, but the stats from recent seasons say otherwise. Also, Atlanta's defense was trash in 2020. The Falcons were 29th in expected points added uh, per, uh, per play allowed, EPA slash play, and 25th in yards per play. If you consider Atlanta's competition last season, those numbers look worse. Wow. Um, kind of pretty harsh. And they go on to just kind of pound on, you know, Atlanta even more. Quote, that said, Atlanta isn't a running back away from competing for a Super Bowl. That presumes that Ritter is the guy. Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts starts to realize his sky high potential, and his Atlanta offensive line stays healthy in 2023. Last year, the Falcons had an incredible health luck along its offensive line, and they weren't even that good. Per ESPN, Atlanta's offensive line was 19th in pass block win rate and 25th in run block win rate. Well, again, um, kind of killing the Falcons here. Uh, they go on and just kind of keep – Listing uh, different things. Um, they have the second easiest schedule coming into 2023, according to Warren Sharp. Yet Atlanta's minus 12 game net rest edge is the fourth worst in the league, i.e. the NFL didn't do the Falcons any favors. Uh, bottom line is Atlanta has a better, better than a 75% chance to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes at the end of the year. Woo-wee. All right. Well, listen, um, I know folks are going to get mad at OutKick or whatever like that, but here's what I'll say, okay? If you can't sack the quarterback, we ain't going to get where we need to be. If we can't be elite in the red zone, we ain't going to get where we need to be. You can miss me with all the Kyle Pitts 1,026-yard seasons all you want, but if it, ain't, if it isn't more than two touchdowns, we ain't going to get to where we need to be. That's the bottom line. Pretty quick, easy summation with everything. All right, let's get to some audio. Clark Phillips talking about focus on learning out there every day. From what I've seen, I think that um, we're just coming in and trying to learn the system. It's still early in camp, um, but I'm a guy that's worried about 
the entire team and also worried about myself and just worried about learning the playbook and learning, you know, everything that I need to learn so that I can help the team win. So far, so good for Clark Phillips. I mean, no doubt about it that he's he's played pretty well so far. I mean, look, time will tell in camp, and, you know, it's just one-on-ones, but he's been having some fun with Drake London. They've been going after one another uh, out there. So, um, so far, so good. Clark Phillips on learning some tips from other players. All of the guys, but Jesse Bates has definitely been a guy. Um, Hawkins, Jalen Hawkins, definitely been another guy that I've been talking to, just trying to get, you know, little, little, little nuggets here and there, little gems to, you know, kind of take to my game and apply to my game to help the team win. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting, you know, when d says about Jalen Hawkins being the odd man out, he has played pretty well over the last couple of years. I'm not saying he should beat out Jesse Bates or anything, but still, um, you know, it feels like that there should be more competition at that other safety spot. Here's uh, Clark Phillips loves competing against Drake London. At the end of the day, like like I said, the dude's a great player, and it's so much fun competing against him. Um, that's something I look forward to every single day. And yeah, we're gonna go back and forth, but um, that's what teammates do. That's what brothers do, and I look forward to going at him again tomorrow. I like the fact that they played against each other in college, and now they're carrying that over to the NFL. I like that, and it's not. There's not ill will or anything like that. This is good-natured fun. This is good-natured competition, good-natured one-on-one. I like that. I like that. Listen, Dominique Wilkins, uh, years ago, downstairs on the basketball show, the one night he was on the basketball show, they asked him about why aren't guys in the dunk contest. And his answer was, nobody wants to see who's the best. Okay? Nobody wants to see who's the best. Can I tell you that's what I like about Clark Phillips and Drake London? They want to see who's the best. And they're not afraid to get beat, but they want to see who the best is. That's what I like about that. You want to know who the best is? Let's see. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. Uh, Do right longer. Uh, All gas, no brakes. Embrace the suck. Uh, What am I missing? Um... Oh, uh, um, what, what's the other one I'm missing? Do right longer, embrace the suck. What are the ones that I'm missing? Um, high hunger games index. Uh, gosh, what, what else am I, what am I missing? What am I missing about, about the Quinisms? So anyway, here's, uh, Jeff Okuda talking about how he feels an obligation not to let Ryan Nielsen down. Yeah, Coach Nelson's always bringing the energy. Um, he's a fired-up guy. Like, you see, he does conditioning with us. Um, he, sets, he sets the bar high as well, and he demands greatness from everyone on the field. So, like I said, like, when, you're, when you have someone like that, you feel like the obligation to not let him down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, um, Jeff Okuda is a guy that is certainly being looked at as a bounce-back candidate to do a lot of good things and a lot of big things and a lot of expectation for him. So, We'll see if he handles it, but certainly, look, um, so far so good, and they want him to, they want him to take over that second cornerback spot. Here's Jeff Okuda talking about bouncing ideas off AJ uh, uh, Terrell. We just get to go over different techniques. Um, we talk about how we're gonna guard different guys, and uh, you know, we decided to take the information that we both have learned over the years and like uh, put it towards each other. Yeah, I mean, look, they have a, they came out in the same draft. They have a lot of similar things and stuff like that, and. Um, you know, again, that relationship has worked out pretty well so far. That, that's been a fun relationship that they've kind of come together and kind of embraced everything about, um, 
know, their draft status and different things like that. So all good there. Here's um, Jeff Okuda talking about Coach Jerry Gray. Huh, really? Huh. Taylor's his teaching style to his players. I mean, he's, he's a really great teacher. One thing about Coach Gray, I would say, is that he knows how to coach. The way he coaches is kind of fitting on the, who the person is. So, so I might need to be coached a certain type of way, and um, someone like D. Alfred might need to coach a different type of way. And I think, like, he does a great job of identifying how that way is and uh, being able to pull the best out of that player. Oh, my favorite, the Bears loose. Got to make sure we get that one in. The Bears loose. Anyway, um, Jay, you, you mean Jeff, you know, uh, Jerry Gray is helping out? Really? Well, who could have seen that coming? It's almost like there was a really kind of low-key move that the Bra- that the uh, Falcons really got right. If only somebody had been talking about Jerry Gray. If only somebody had been building him up. Huh. I don't. I don't know who. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who it was. So. Um. Here's Jeff Okuda. Uh, let's go to eight. Uh, our job is to hit high. Is, is to hit the high expectations that everyone has for us. I'm excited because, you know, obviously everything looks really good on paper. Okay. And when things look good on paper like that, you want to be able to prove everyone right that has these high expectations. And, um, you know, obviously all you can do is come in and put your head down and work. But so far, I think we're doing a great job of that. Yeah, look, um, there, are, there are high expectations. And that's good. I, don't shy away from it. Don't shy away from the expectations. Embrace it. Embrace the expectations. Whether you live up to it or not is one thing, but embrace the expectations that come along with this. Here is uh, Matthew Bergeron. Let's go to him. Um, how the first team defensive line is testing him. Oh, it's, it's definitely different. You know, those guys, you know, up the tempo a little bit. So I got to get used to it as part of being rookie and, you know, getting just to the speed of the game up in the NFL. No doubt about it. I mean, look, um, he is an ACC player. He did play at Syracuse. And, yeah, you know, it's Grady Jarrett, David Onyemata, guys like that. Like, those guys are a handful for anybody. Doesn't matter who it is. You get those kinds of guys coming after you, they're a handful for anybody. So, uh, here's Matthew Bergeron talking about the great learning experience that he's gotten from first-team reps. I mean, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been a good learning process. Obviously, those guys are some of the best. And, you know, being a rookie and being able to go, go up against those guys at an early stage of my career, it definitely helps me a lot. And especially in the transition from being a tackle, going to guard, it's, it's definitely been good. Yeah, uh, so far, so good. Let's let's hope that this – but, again, I want I want Bergeron to grow at his pace. Not because guys are hurt and you're forced into having a guy play. I want him to grow at his own pace. All right, let's wrap it up with Matthew Bergeron on working with his other vets. I just told me, you know, no pressure and play fast. I think that's something that Coach Ledford and some of the older guys in our room have been preaching ever since we got here rookies. That's something I've been trying to, you know, improve on every day and just be better for those guys. And, you know, I'm playing next to Jake Matthews and when best tackles in the league, so I'm definitely got to be on, on point with my stuff. So, that's like I said, I'm just trying to be a good teammate and be there for my, uh, for my team. If he would be smart, he would tie a rope around Chris Lindstrom's waist, then tie another rope around his waist and follow him everywhere he goes. So, that would be my, uh, that would be my piece of advice to Matthew Bergeron. All right, when we get back, John Heyman, our Odyssey MLB insider, will join us. Chuck Rinakia Studios, Sports Radio, and Antenna Game, the Odyssey.com app. 
Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Monday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers diamond text line to be a part of this show. Well, Braves and Angels mixing it up here for uh, this night and another couple of nights uh, along with it uh, should be a fun series. Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to our Odyssey MLB insider, John Heyman. And uh, you can follow John on his personal Twitter page, at John Heyman. And, of course, he does spell John the uh, correct way. John, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. I got to tell you, this is going to be a fun series no matter what happens. Otani and Ronald Acuna, that's some pretty good star power on the field tonight. Yeah, they've already got the MVPs wrapped up. It's probably the earliest I've ever seen anyone wrap up an MVP, Uh, at least Otani for sure. And Acuna, I can't imagine – you know, somebody else winning at this point has been fantastic as well. Who Who is second right now, do you think, in the AL and NL as far as MVP goes? <laughs> That's an excellent question. You know, at the, at the uh, break, I actually put Judge as uh, second, even though he had played in six weeks. Um, the other people's picks for second were very weak. So I thought Judge was <laughs> second in in the American National League. I don't know. You got any good candidates for me? Uh, Mookie Betts, maybe? Freddie played Freeman? a whole bunch of positions. I'd go with Mookie Betts just because he played so many different positions and hits for more power. So I'll, I'll say Betts, but I, I don't have the stats in front of me. Uh, I don't think it's even a consideration for first, though. So John Heyman joining us here, Odyssey MLB Insider on the WadeFord.com hotline. So when we look at this Braves team, um, you know, a lot of rumor and innuendo that's going around. 
Are the Braves in any way in the Verlander mix? I mean, that's some of the things that we're hearing. Is there any kind of bite to that? You know, I have not heard that, but it would not shock me. Uh, they make a lot of great moves. I mean, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, uh, the year that he got Soler and Rosario Duval, uh, and they won the World Series with all those guys. One guy was the LCS MVP. One guy was the World Series MVP. So uh, we're not putting anything past them. They haven't done anything of major note to this point. I think they're looking at back-end bullpen and a starter and uh, – you know, there's still a few good ones left. Verlander, obviously the best, but you've got Eduardo Rodriguez, who's pretty darn good as well. And then you have a group of kind of mid-range but good starters. And I think they'll they'll figure something out. They always seem to. How much does getting Max Fried back, who by all accounts, he uh, made his fourth rehab start on Saturday, looks like he's going to join the club. I mean, nothing official yet, but looks like he's going to join the club in Chicago with the Cubs um, he could pitch as soon as Friday, uh, since he pitched on Saturday, he could pitch as soon as Friday uh, when they are in uh, Chi-Town. How much does getting him back maybe negate the idea of adding another starter into this rotation? You know, I mean, it's big getting him back. It's huge. But, look, they're the best team right now. And, uh, you know, I think they might have more motivation, let's say, a team that's kind of like, in the sixth or fifth wild card spot, right? You know, you're going to, they're going to be in it. They want to be in it to win it. And a lot of people believe that having that great starting rotation is really the key in the playoffs. I'm not sure that that's the case. I mean, you guys are in Atlanta. You had the best starting rotation for a decade and did only win one world series, got to many world series though, obviously, but um, a lot of people believe that. And, uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say that. Be- I mean, they're looking at starting pitching now. They know Freed is coming back. So I'm, I'm going to trust that they are trying to get another starter. I don't think it will affect them. When you look at this club, John, I mean, do you see any holes in this club? Is there anything glaring that you see about this? You just said that they are the best team in baseball, and I, I don't disagree with you, but is there anything that feels like it could slow this team down when it comes to be playoff time? No glaring holes. I do think one more starter would be a plus, and I do think a, a little more fortification on the back end of the bullpen uh, would be pretty good. That would certainly help. I mean, there's no perfect team, but, um, you know, they do seem to be the best team. The best team doesn't always win, but, you know, if they're 10% better than anyone else, everyone else might as well make it 20% better, right, and <laughs> give themselves as good a chance as any to you know, win the second time in three years. Um, I, you know, right now, to me, they're the favorite. Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. All right, let's bounce around the league for a little bit. Look, um, a lot of folks thought that the Mets would ride this thing out, even though they, again, they've never really been in the mix so far this year, but a lot of people thought they would ride this thing out. Well, Scherzer's already gone. There's chances that Verlander is going to be gone. I mean, what is the message about the New York Mets? What's the message that they're sending that is it just not it's good enough or do they need to at some point reduce some of that payroll to try to find themselves some younger players and get a little bit better? I mean, well, this season was a disaster. So they had two ways to go. They could ride it out, which is what I thought they should try to do, give it a shot <laughs> since they're already 
invested, uh, you know, counting a tax close to half a billion dollars. Um, you know, of course, it isn't my money. So uh, the other way to go is to uh, sell. And if you're going to sell, you might as well sell big. If they're just going to sell, you know, Robertson and Canna and Fam, they're well, they're giving up the season. But what are you getting? Not much, right? So they got two rookie ball players for uh, Robertson, which is nice for the future, but not worth giving up the season for. So th- to me, this makes sense. At least they're not in the middle. Uh, they're looking to get more prospects. They got one for Scherzer, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother. So that was something. And they'll look to get more than that now for Verlander, who's actually pitching better than Scherzer. So, um, you know, to me, uh, it's either write it out or you, when you, if you sell, you got to sell big. And I, I think this makes more sense than just Robertson, Kenna, and Pham, which would have brought nothing except for the end of the season. How big a surprise have the Miami Marlins been this year when you look at, obviously, all of the payroll that both Philadelphia and New York are trotting out there? How big of a surprise are the Marlins this season? Oh, I mean, they're definitely a surprise to me. Uh, give them credit. Uh, you know, Rise has been quite a story. Uh, obviously, we knew they had good starting pitching, but uh, the bullpen has been good, and they they won a lot of one-run games. And, uh you know, they reversed that last year. They were the worst in one run games this year. They're the best. You know, I, I know that there are lots of ways to build rosters. And, you know, the saying is there's more than one way to skin a cat. But when you look at the Mets and the Cardinals and, you know, Padres and some of these teams that are just kind of lingering around at the bottom of the standings and things like that, I mean, we keep wanting to say, well, the era of spending money is – over, but we see these teams continue to spend it, but really it's not getting them anywhere. I mean, you know, th- these teams are just not not getting better, and again, I'm not saying the Marlins are the model franchise, but at some point, I mean, throwing a whole bunch of money at players just doesn't build chemistry, and it just doesn't build a team, per se. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be working right now. I mean, in the past, uh, you know, obviously the Yankees have been a winning team forever, and uh, they won a lot, they won a World Series in 09, but haven't won since. You yeah, right about the Padres and the Mets. Uh, they were the winter winners, and uh, here they're struggling. I, I think the Padres still have a shot to get a wild card, but uh, it's been a major disappointment. The big free agent signings have not really panned out generally. I mean, Judge has been Judge, other than missing uh, almost two months being injured. Uh, he's been really good, but Correa has not been great. Bogertz has not been great. Uh, Turner has not even been good. Um, you know, sometimes that's the first year in a place the guy struggles with pressure, but, um, you know, some teams may decide, you know what, it's not worth it. Um, it's probably a small sample size because it's only one year, but it is a weird year where you've got so many so many surprising disappointments. The Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals, and you can even throw the White Sox in the mix too, I guess. You know, John, I, I talked. I had this conversation with Brett Boone here recently about the idea of, look, I, I definitely think that baseball belongs in Oakland. I, I mean, they are one of the great American League franchises and, and have been for a long, long time. But is there any way to fix Oakland short of getting rid of their complete ownership, getting rid of all of their ownership. Because, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, John, 
Like, it's not going to get better, and it doesn't matter how many billions their owner has. If he's not going to invest in the team, they're going to be the laughingstock. And, and the people of Oakland deserve better. But, again, moving to Vegas doesn't solve their problems. I mean, they're not, it's not going to be a big TV deal. If he's not going to spend money, they're not going to be a better franchise. Yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed that the, this owner is going to be rewarded with the team in Las Vegas now, which is going to be a cash cow, and he's going to make all sorts of money. Um, he didn't deserve it. He didn't do a good job. You know, he didn't put money into the franchise. He didn't put a respectable team on the field. He didn't treat the minor leaguers especially well. Um, that's disappointing. That said, I get the move to Las Vegas. The basketball team moved out of Oakland. The football team moved out of Oakland. You know, baseball is very reluctant to move. It takes a lot for a baseball team to move. And, you know, maybe it's partly or about the owner, but I don't think it's all about the owner at least the move, um, Las Vegas will be uh, lucrative, uh, unfortunately, uh, for that owner who doesn't deserve it. We, uh, we're, we're watching the Angels right now. You know, again, Otani has been the MVP of the league. Trout is obviously out now. But, you know, again, they're hanging at, they're hanging at least in the middle of the pack as far as the, the wild card goes. But, Again, this is another year where it doesn't feel like it's any kind of slam dunk for them to be a playoff team, and right now they're out of the playoffs. I mean, I know Otani brings in all of the money, and I know he's a cash cow for that organization, and they've had some really bad contracts, and they haven't figured out their pitching. But, man, I mean, is there potentially two players in in baseball history that have maybe, that again, maybe could have their career more wasted than Otani and Trout. I mean, they never are really in the mix. And it is it is a yeah. shame because that's well, two of the best of all time. Right. Well, Otani is a free agent, and he will have the opportunity to go elsewhere, you know, if he wants to go to a more consistent winner. And obviously the Angels haven't been the player since 2014. That's a long time ago. You know, I'm, I, you know I, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. <laughs> you know, he, right. He's doing okay. He's the best player, and uh, that's what he came over here to prove. And if he wants to win consistently, he probably will go elsewhere. I also don't blame the Angels for putting their best foot forward. Their goal is to try to keep him. And, you know, if they make the playoffs, perhaps that enhances their chances. I know a lot of people don't think they're too good. But, you know, if you look at it, they've done a good job of keeping stars, signing stars. They signed pools. They signed Trout twice to a record, once to a record deal. They signed Hamilton. They signed Rendon. They signed Upton. They signed C.J. Wilson. You know, originally they signed Upton. They seem to be good at attracting stars. They may not be good at winning, but they are good at that. Everything you hear, he loves it there. He loves the beach. He loves the owner. He loves the whole situation. You know, the one thing they don't have is the winning. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that most people think he's probably going elsewhere, but I'm not counting them out. They are good at keeping their stars. Well, and last question for you, John. So that begs the question, because we were just talking about all of these teams that spend all this money and don't win. Is he willing to take less? I mean, is he willing to take less? I don't think he's build? about the money. I mean, the guy came over. He could have been waited two more years and been a free agent and made hundreds of millions then. And can't, instead, he came over and got, you know, under a million the first year. He got regular, you know, non-arbitration, non-free agent salaries. Um, 
what has he made in total? Maybe $50 million total over six years. I mean, if he'd waited a couple of years, he could have been a free agent then and uh, gotten the big money quicker. So I, I think he's not about that. And beyond that, the reports are he makes $50 million a year off the field or $70 million. So, I mean, I don't think someone's going to, you know, win it by bidding an extra $20, 30000000 and think that they're going to get him over that. I, you know, I just don't think he's about the money. Well, uh, you know, we'll see if he's about the winning, but I, I don't think it's about the money in well, his case. Well, but but the only point is the union is about the money, though. The, the, that that's the thing is that you, that that's what you have to overcome is that uh, again when you when you, yeah. you well, I don't I don't think his salary sets any any market. There's no other player like him, well, right? Yeah, you know, I know. Whatever yeah. he gets, it's no one's going to be able to say, "Well, Otani got this. Shouldn't I get no? No, <laughs> you know." You know, Trey Turner got three hundred million. Derek Cole got three twenty-four. Would you rather have Otani or Trey Turner and Garrett Cole? I mean, to me, you know, the guy's worth two big stars. He's probably worth six hundred. Will he get six hundred? I kind of doubt that, but you never know. Uh, but I don't think he sets the market for anybody because there's no other player like him. He's way way above anybody else. Judge is probably the second best player and. You know, he just wanted to go back to New York, so he signed for less. Um, and he probably could have gotten elsewhere. Uh, it seemed like San Diego was over 400. So, um, you know, I, I just don't think the union's going to tell him what to do. I, I don't. I, why would he listen to the union? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Would you, if you were him, would you listen? Oh, uh, I got to do what the union tells me, so I'm going to Cincinnati, whatever. Yeah. You know? No, I, I I agree with you. I, I it's can't just, imagine. It's just that again, when when these yeah. kinds of things come up, I mean, it's always right. a discussion. So I understand, but he's not Alex Rodriguez. He's not out for the money. He's, he's he, we don't know him. We're not sure, but the fact that he came while he was going to make you know a salary under a million for two years or three years tells me that he's not really about the money. I know that's hard to hard to believe, but uh, you know you got to look at reality with this guy. He he could have waited and been a free agent just a couple of years. John Heyman, he is our Odyssey MLB insider. You can check him out on his personal Twitter page at John Heyman, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. John, as always, buddy, good conversation, man. Thank you so much for being uh, on right, the show John. in Atlanta. We'll talk again soon. All right, thank you. You got it. When we come back, it will be time for what's bugging Chuckery. Speaking of uh, money and different things like that, minor leaguers certainly got hosed and everything, but maybe Major League Baseball will try to make it up to them. Chuck Ray, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. 404-726-0929 is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. 
We we got to get some better bumper music. Our, our bumper music is just it's the drizzling. I can't say the word I want to say on there. Shiz. Let's say it like that. Shiz. Our bumper music's the drizzling shiz. Like we got to get something better than than this. Just nondescript. Just nothing bumper music. Can we liven up the bumper music a little bit? Like this bumper music puts me to sleep. Like I'm just like, oh god, like <laughs> just like the same old song, you know? It's got to be something better, right? Yeah, I'll uh, have to pull some stuff. You know, we can't do the YouTube thing no more. So yeah, I mean, we've got uh, you know we don't have the uh, ability to what is it play just through. play it directly. Yeah, so yeah. I'll have to come in here one day and just download a bunch of stuff and yeah, there's got to be something. It gotta way. be something better than the bumper music we've got in there. Like, isn't there anything better? Uh, I, hear I mean, that's sh- kind of pre-programmed stuff, but we can, there's stuff in here. Yeah, we like can, I, I, I hear, I hear other shows, you know, that do different bumper music. We gotta just liven it up a little bit, you know. I it's got just, you. It's just like the same bumper music that we've heard for years and years and years. That's why. That's what I. Part of the reason why I do the Brown Liquor Music Hour is just to mix the music up a little bit, you know, just to. Just to liven things up a little bit or hear something, you know, a little bit different or what have you. I mean, again, I I, I always joke about this. People don't, I mean, people will cursory, when I'm I'm out and and meeting folks or this, that, and the other, people kind of on a cursory level ask me my opinion about sports. But what they really ask me about is wrestling, music, newsgirls. Um, you know, different things like that. Like that's the thing that people are more interested in. I mean, we can get we can get our sports information anywhere. Like, right? I mean, we we all have our opinions, right? Opinions are like a holes. Everybody's got one, right? right? So, I mean, again, everybody's got their opinion about what should the Braves do. You know, you don't need me to tell you what the Braves need to do. You know, they need to get some bullpen help and maybe add a starter. And okay, I mean, we all know that. Again, I'm, I'm not going to say. Well, the Braves need to cut Sean Murphy and go find themselves a catcher. No, we're not going to. Nobody's going to say any of those kinds of things. So we all know what the Braves need to do, but they want to know like what what's you know the Brown Liquor music. Oh man, you know I listen to Brown Liquor music and you know it took me back. You know again like we had a lot of fun um, the other night when we were doing um, on Friday when we did. Um, we did all uh, the New Jack City, yeah, New, New Jack, Jack Swing, Swing. Sound, yeah. songs, yeah, yeah. like because we, we were talking about New Jack City, and we had Keith Sweat on, you know, and that was my that was my first first, um, you know, the 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 uh, first request and all that kind of stuff, and we were doing a lot of a lot of you know New Jack Swing and stuff like that, like that was fun, like that was you know a, a different kind of vibe and stuff like that. We just gotta get some better bumper music, like we gotta, I don't care what we got. I mean, listen, rock and roll. You know, jazz. I don't care what it is. I, I again, I'm I'm all in favor. It's just that it's the same old, tired bumper music sounders that are bringing us in. Like they haven't updated those things in like how many years? I mean, you know, I've only been over on this side, so I'm not sure how long they've been in here. But I've well, been over I, here feel, what two years? Well, it feels like eleven. Feels like it feels like <laughs> I've been here for eleven years, right? What what year is this? Yeah, so I'm I'm here almost eleven years now. And it feels like it's the same bumper music that that we've had for 11 years. So just bringing all of that up uh, out there. All right, uh, Braves down right now, three to one. So uh, Morton has gone uh, six innings with six hits, three runs, and guess what? 
Um, he's given up three homers in the game. <sighs> At least they've all been solo shots, right? I guess that's the, that's the good news is that they're all solo shots right now. But, again, that long ball. I mean, you know, we thought we were over this, and, and now all of a sudden it's crept its head back, you know, in the fold. So, um, and their starting pitching has uh, their guy, uh, Silseth, Five and in, five innings, three hits, only one run. Um, that's the Olsen home run. And he's got four strikeouts and no walks. So all four runs in the game for both teams have come via the home run. So it's it's long ball city, and right now the Braves are on the short end um of that stick. And look, it's not like Otani's going yard. He's one for one and he's walked, but it's not like he's, you know whacking three-run homers or anything like that. So, again, let's see if the Braves offense can get this thing cranked up and going. We will do, coming up at 10 o'clock, we will do our Braves closeout, and we'll get your thoughts, you know, as you're leaving the ballpark or what you saw tonight. And, um, um, you know, and Otani's not going to pitch in this series. So he's not going to pitch in this series uh, at all. So we'll see what uh, what happens there. But, you know, obviously we – Obviously, we just got to get some more runs uh, cranked up. And we talked about the bottom of the order, that that was really helping to lead the way for the Atlanta Braves, that that was one of the things that was certainly different about that series against the Milwaukee Brewers was that they were getting contributions from the seven, eight, and nine-hole hitters. And they were figuring out a way to get it done. So, again, they hit 387 over the weekend, 12 for 31, Four runs scored, six RBI. That's what you got to have, right? Like that's what you get. That's what you need to have at the end of the day with all of this, and and have that deep lineup. And that's going to be one of the things that you know moving forward for the Braves is going to be a real key because we've seen so many times that 2003 team when they ran up against good pitching in the playoffs, they got completely shut down. Like as in, that's the best scoring team in Atlanta Braves history. And they were completely shut down in that series by two pitchers. One like everybody, it was two pitchers. Pryor and Wood completely shut them down. So, you know, again, you can't have too much starting pitching. And at times you can't have too many guys that get on base, you know, offensively. So, again, we'll see what um, we'll see what uh, what happens here. But, um, um you know, obviously the Braves right now, they are losing a three to one as we're in the bottom of the six. So hopefully they can get some things cranked up and going. Uh, they've got one on with uh, Ozzy up uh, to bat. So um, hopefully maybe we can get this thing a little bit closer and uh, and let's see what the, what happens uh, to it. So we'll see what the, what happens. Um, one other thing that I wanted to uh, um, get into um, besides what's bugging Chuckery and uh, – uh, I lost my story uh, here. Anyway, we'll we'll get we're, we're going to get to the top of the hour here. We're going to hear from Jesse Bates uh, at the top of the hour. But um, uh, first, let me get to what's bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for what's bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. So. We saw earlier that um, uh, Daniil Hunter signed with the Minnesota Vikings again. So he's back, and 
They, they talk about uh, grudgingly reported to training camp after having skipped the entire offseason program. And he got a $17 million contract. And <laughs> I just, I have to laugh at this. So he's been disgruntled for how long now, right? Like he's not been to camp. He's not been around and all this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, again, he was talking about, you know, wanting a trade or this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, $17 million later, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it could be worth as much as $20 million later. What does he say in front of a group of reporters? Quote, I want to be a Viking forever. They say the relief that Hunter expressed more closely resembled a temporary reprieve. The deal represents the Vikings using their franchise or transition tag on him next spring. So, again, he says, quote, I love the organization. I've always been an advocate for these dudes. I'm happy to be back, happy to get back out there with my teammates. You know, we just talked about this with Saquon Barkley, the epiphany that he had when all of a sudden it was $10 million that he was either going to have or not have. Now, all of a sudden, Hunter has got $20 million in front of him, and now he wants to be a Viking for life. Why don't guys just say, look, this is about the money. This is about feeding my family. This is about we want to get paid. And if the first step in getting paid is I got to take a one-year $20 million deal or a one-year $10 million deal, if that's what they have to say, then say it. We all know it. We all understand it, but don't insult our intelligence. Why say I want to be a Viking for life? Why, why say I love this organization? You know, you don't love the organization. You felt like they were doing you wrong. You felt like that, you know, again, you felt like that they weren't coming through with the cash and things like that. He says, ask whether or not he had hoped the Vikings would trade him during the offseason. I wasn't really focused on that. I wanted to come back here with my teammates and play ball. I'm happy we got over the hump. Yeah, but again, if he wasn't going to get the money for it, he wanted to be traded. That was the that was the crux of it. You're fooling around with these negotiations? Cool, I want to be traded. Above what? Well, here's $20 million. Oh, I want to be a Viking for life. Folks, just say what you mean. Like, don't insult our intelligence. We know what the gig is. We, we know that, again, he wanted to get paid. And, and he should be paid like one of the top players defensively in the NFL. I get all of that. And, and sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. But don't lie to me and tell me that, you know, again, you want to be with the organization forever when just two weeks ago it was, you know, one going one gonna to even report to camp. Wasn't, wasn't going to be a part of the team. Anyway, again, it's just it, – it's – it's fascinating when these guys say these things. I'd rather just not have these guys not say anything at all. I mean, if, if asked the question, he's like, you know, I'd be like, look, you know, it. This was a business decision. You know, this this was this was a business decision that benefits me and my family, and we'll see if we can get something done in the long term. Versus, I want to be a Viking forever. Sure, he does. They'll pay him twenty something million dollars a year. He'll want to be a Viking forever. And if they can't come to a contract negotiation, guess what? He'll gladly be a, what, um, San Francisco 49er or a Dallas Cowboy or a Miami Dolphin.
right? He may want to be a Viking forever, but there's a price tag that comes with that. And a lot of these guys, unless they see that scratch hole, they don't necessarily want to be with that organization. They can go play, they can go play for somebody else. There may be some affinity, and that only goes so far. But again, if he's not paid market value, it's going to be hard to convince him to stay around on that team. And that's his bug and chuckery. All right, Jesse Bates, when we get back, we'll hear what he had to say with, uh, I believe it was Dukes and Bell that he was on. So, Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 Game, the Odyssey.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 